Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. Y'all, I missed you. I think it's only been like two weeks, but your girl had a whole lot of life happening to her. So let's get caught up. Let's see, there was Mother's Day last week. Y'all, this was the most low-key Mother's Day ever for me, and I was okay with it. So I sent my grandmother some flowers. Um, She lives in North Carolina, so I sent her some flowers. She got them on Friday, I think. She called me. She was so excited. I've never heard someone so excited to receive some flowers. Um, (laughs) But it was really sweet. And my grandmother, she's my only living grandparent. She's 94. um, And... She loves plants. She loves gardening. Like, that's her bag for sure. So um, she bragged about them. (laughs) So um, other than that, that was probably the most exciting thing about Mother's Day. I talked to my mom and I was like, what do you want to do? And she was like, nothing. I want some fried pork chops and some macaroni and cheese. That's something she makes and she planned to make for herself. So I was like, that's okay. And so I didn't go beyond my driveway. I got dressed up. I just decided I wanted to look like something. So I put on some makeup and I had on this cute crop top and I'll have to link y'all my Mother's Day look because she she was ready. Um, And I had on like these new high waist jeans I got out of Target that were like distressed. And I mean, I was just serving face and my signature red lip. What else would you expect? Um... My in-laws came by and stayed for a little bit and we chit-chatted and that was it, y'all. I didn't really call anybody. I didn't even uh, really respond to all of the text messages I had. Um, Like I was just real in my bag. And so I made myself some breakfast because my family sucks. No, they don't, but they can't cook. And so it was better that I just make it, but I didn't feed nobody else. And I watched a lot of TV, like a lot of TV. And um, y'all know I love TV. So that was par for the course for me. Um, But I just chilled around. I wanted some seafood from uh, Jerry's and Bowie. And it's the same meal we have for our anniversary dinner. So Babe went and got that. And dinner was served. And I was full. He and the kids gave me some gifts, some cards, um... And yeah, my day was made. So that was it. Um, I did see my mom later on this week. She swung by to give me my car and I gave her hers. But normally I'm like all over it, like way ahead of time. I'm shopping. I've got these creative ideas. I've got these pretty packagings and everything. Nah, that won't it this year. (laughs) And I was okay with that. Um, So that was Sunday. So that was Mother's Day. And then the next morning... I found out that one of my childhood friends passed away and I was shocked. <laughs> I think we were all collectively shocked. Um, I feel like some of my friends and I are an anomaly in the sense that we graduated high school. Shout out to Mount Vernon class of 1997. And we are still relatively close. 
Now, within our class, which was not small, some closer than others, obviously, um, but overall, we're still pretty well connected. Um, at Christmas time every year, we do like this charity happy hour party kind of thing where we all get together. It's always a theme and we normally bring toys to donate to charity for Christmas and stuff like that. Um, but we always stay connected somehow, some way and the annual Christmas thing, you know, is usually it. And so, um, I know most people are like, fuck high school. I ain't like, I had a bad experience or whatever, but (laughs) that's not my story. Um, and so, she and I have been friends since we were kids. And here's the crazy thing. She isn't the first of our classmates to die. But for whatever reason, this one just hits different. Um, I think out of all of the ones that have passed, that she was a closer friend to me than any of the others. And maybe that's why. So um, I last saw her in 2019. And we had this celebratory brunch for her. She had been diagnosed with breast cancer and we just wanted to do what we do, eat, joke on each other and drink. And that's what we did to celebrate her and to love on her before she started her chemo treatment. And um, she beat it and it came back and things changed and clearly God saw fit to take her. And so we have to just deal with it. So her service is this weekend, it's on Sunday and we need to wear something pink. Um, I was praying that what I had in mind would fit, but the way the pandemic has set up this body, it did not. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was smart enough to think, oh, you should try on your clothes before the day of, because I would have been (laughs) a shit mess, like sadly disappointed. So I played dress up one night and I was like, oh, this doesn't work. And then my plan B, y'all, the sleeves was too tight. It was cutting off my circulation. And I'm not at a stage where I'm willing to be uncomfortable to be cute. That ship has sailed for me. So I laid out a few more options. So later on tonight, I'll do dress up and show babe and until I figure it out. I did order a dress from Amazon. I'm not sure if that's a viable option or not, but... um. I'm going to see what else is in the closet that I could work. Here's the thing. There's no shortage of shit in a closet. Y'all saw my closet tour. It's, but does it fit though? So anyway, um, that's where I am with that. And then a great aunt of mine died on this morning. Um, similar story, oddly enough, she had breast cancer. She beat it. It came back and it was too much. Now she's older. Um, she was 85 plus and she was just like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I did it once and that's it. And so, um, she peacefully, uh, went on as God saw fit. And so we are also left to deal with that. So, um, I was like, I need to know. So if, okay, here's what I need. Y'all help me help myself. If y'all know someone who had a baby, let me know. Send me a link. I need to go virtually on on the interwebs of course and just oogle somebody's baby pictures and their newborns like I need some more life because right now it's a bit of death uh kind of taking place and the natural balance and circle of life is to also celebrate new life so if y'all got new babies in your families and your friends and your feet send me a link so I can celebrate somebody else's joy of bringing new life in so um 
obviously these things you cannot plan and they were a shock but um it was interesting that it happened kind of while I'm in this space and I don't know what this space is I don't have a name for it I feel like I've been in it for quite some time honestly but I was feeling like I needed a pep talk like I was just randomly at like this impasse in life and I was wrestling with the podcast like is it worth it should I keep doing it um I have a small following, which I'm okay with. It's consistent and it's good. I love when y'all send me messages about shows I've recommended or movies I've talked about and you start watching them. I got one not too long ago and she was listening and she was listening to me talk about The Godfather of Harlem and she sent me a really sweet message saying um, her and her husband don't watch a lot of shows together, but that was one they started watching together and they really enjoyed it and she thanked me for the recommendation. And I love that. Um, I'm gonna keep giving y'all my all. If it's one person, if it's five people, if it's 10 people, it could be thousands of people. Same energy all the time, but I was kind of struggling. And I again, I don't know why, but I was just like, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this is the space I should be moving in? And I was just really questioning if this was a part of my purpose and if I should keep going. Um, and then I attended this five-day social scoop challenge. Shout out to Christine Saitville of uh, PD Media Group because she put on this challenge. And one of the days we talked about our why. And so the guest speakers asked us to sum up our why in six words or less. And it was real, you know, like elevator spiel type of thing. Like when you're on an elevator, you got enough time between the time when the doors close and they open up again to pitch your whatever. So that was kind of, you know, like the premise. And I instantly responded that um, Mimi said what, you know, is an outlet for women with busy lives. Like that's it. And I think that was a confirmation that I needed, even though I didn't realize that I needed it or that I was looking for it. So I say all that to say we good because an outlet for women with busy lives is exactly what Mimi said what is. So um, we here. (laughs) This is what it is. So other than that, there is not a whole lot going on with me. I am counting down to the school year ending because I I just need to do a little less parenting. Uh, My kids are really good and really independent. However... They cannot just run their lives independently. And so there is work to be done on my part. But sis needs a break. So um, that is about it for your Mimi update. All right, pop culture update. There was plenty of things going on in the world. Um, The most obvious one was the versus SWV versus Escape that took place last week, um, last Saturday. That was the Mother's Day special. Um, the first half was dry as fuck. It was so dry. Candy and Taj were really trying to give it light, but it was not working. And then the second half, SWV changed their clothes, put on sneakers, and Coco's attitude got unstank. So overall, I wasn't disappointed. I love both groups and their music, but they just didn't bring it. Like, Patty and Gladys were way more entertaining than these two groups. And they're way older than them. Like, I expected so much more. Now, of Coco's attitude, which was definitely trending, um, she put a post up 
I think the day after explaining why she was so stank acting and kind of anti and looked like she didn't want to be there. So her post on Instagram said, last night as I'm preparing for verses, a lady was shot outside of my hotel window. To see and hear the four shots and see her laying on the ground and all the blood was unbelievable. Then I get to the venue and had a really bad anxiety attack, literally crying and screaming. Yeah, y'all saw me looking uncomfortable and irritated during the first half, but it wasn't, if it wasn't for my son, and then she mentioned some other people on her team, um, she probably wouldn't have been out there at all. Thank you for calming me down and understanding my mental. I love y'all to the fullest. I always say most won't care to understand, but when you get those that do, cherish them. So, um... I guess her off-putting behavior was due to the trauma of seeing somebody shot, which is no doubt traumatizing. It it really, really is. Um, and so I do appreciate, although she didn't owe us shit, but I do appreciate her um, saying that it was something going on. Like she didn't have to go in detail if she didn't want to, but um, she, obviously she chose to, but I do appreciate her saying something because she did not have to. Um, so yeah. So, um, we got a lot of shortages happening in the world. Folks out here wilding out over gas or the lack thereof. And y'all, (laughs) y'all out here, um, filling up trash bags and, uh, other random plastic containers and things that will easily turn you into a fireball, and transporting it in your car. So do you know that you should not transport gas inside of your car? Like, if you have to, right? Put it in a trunk. But it should not be in the car with you. Um, there was a story out of Florida, I believe, was, believe <laughs> everything happens in Florida. <laughs> I believe that's where the news station came, uh, news report came from. And it was a car. It was in a parking lot. And the shit caught on fire. It had a bunch of gas inside of it. The shit blew the fuck up. So when they came back out, they had no car. Um, so if this is you or people, you know, please cut it out. The gas will be back. It is a minor inconvenience, maybe a little more major, depending on, you know, if you are actually going to work and you need gas to do your job, in which case I could see it being um, a sense of urgency. But sis, if you did, if you burnt up and you no longer have a car, gas is the least of your worries. You've only complicated a already complicated situation. So be easy now. If you want to put your energy and your disappointment into something, let's talk about the Chick-fil-A shortage that is happening. So Chick-fil-A is limiting sauce distribution due to a shortage. So you know how you used to get the little baggie with sauces? Not no more. So now is a good time for you to leverage that stash in your kitchen drawer, in your glove box of your car, wherever you stash your soy sauce, your duck sauce, your Chick-fil-A sauce, your ketchup packets, wherever that sticky drawer resides in your home, you're going to need it. So they're limiting the sauces because distribution, the supply chain is a little bit fucked up. So um, they're hoping to get it resolved. And you know you can buy the full containers. So if you buy the big size containers, which someone just told me you could also get them at Wegmans, then now might be a time to go ahead and get you a big bottle of Polynesian, if that's your zhuzh, or Chick-fil-A sauce or whatever. Um, but the shortage is affecting every aspect of the economy. 
um, including select items. There was even some shortage of, of chicken. Listen, the Lord's chicken is having a hard time right now. So according to an email that Chick-fil-A sent out to customers, they explained the new guidelines um, are as follows. Uh, customers will be limited to one sauce per entree, two sauces per meal, or three sauces per 30-count nugget. Now, let me tell you this. Two sauces is good for me. Like, that's not a struggle. I need one for my fries and some for my sandwich. And what's left over from the one I put on my sandwich, I just use to polish off the rest of the fries. I don't know why y'all need 17. You don't is, is the real answer. But moving on. So This Is Us is coming to an end. They are going to end with season six. We are currently in season five. So don't panic yet. I'm, I'm giving you time to get your feelings out. So um, they set out to make a television series that was not going to last 18 seasons, right? So when they decided to create This Is Us, they never had a future of just like as many seasons as they could possibly go on. So they had a very direct plan. They have scripts uh, that they've written and are writing that like go deep into the future and so they are going to work that plan, according to Hollywood Reporter. And we are simply along for the ride. But do know that that broadcast season at 2021 to 2022, so a year from now, that shit's going to be over. Now, I will say, I enjoy it. There are some episodes that I'm like, eh. But I do really enjoy the show. Really, what I enjoy is Randall. Can... Randall's family just get their own spinoff because that's some shit I'm here for. All right, moving on. Broadway has been dark since the pandemic hit and finally they are getting ready to turn the lights on. By getting ready, I mean not yet, but this fall. So tickets are available for you to purchase right now, even though the shows do not start until September 14th. But they will be back and they will be back at full capacity. So if there's a show that you were just vying to see, now is your time to get it in if you feel comfortable traveling if you're outside of New York. All right. Speaking of things that are also returning, the NFL schedule is out and for the season, they will be playing 17 games. Apparently, that's a big deal because for many years, they only played 16 Okay, if y'all still support the NFL, then this message is for you. I haven't in years, so I don't give a shit. All right, moving on. Ooh, okay, so there is a new movie coming out on Netflix, and it's called Army of the Dead. It's not really my type, (laughs) but I'm gonna tell you why I'm sucked in and mildly invested. Because they did an interview on Fox 5, which is our local station, not to be confused with the regular Fox network. Um... And listening to them talk about it made me want to watch. So the premise is after a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. Is life imitating art or is art imitating life? Because we've been in a fucking quarantine zone for a long time now. Anyway, it stars David Bautista. Um who I didn't really know by name. I had to look him up, but he was in My Spy, which is a movie that came out last year in 2020. And it was such a cute movie. Um, 
it was him and a little girl. So, you know, whenever you pair up this big muscular man with a little itty bitty kid, it's always really cute and funny. Um, and he's also in the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not my bag. But if you're into that, then he's probably familiar. And he was a wrestler. So I'm still shocked that people watch wrestling all these years later. I used to be into wrestling. I was <laughs> into wrestling when I was a little girl. And then I quit it. And then in my late teens, early 20s, my husband and I, my ex-husband and I, by the way, uh, used to watch Monday Night Raw and I was kind of sucked into wrestling again. Um, but it's been a long time. A long, 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 long time. Matter of fact, it's been almost 20 years. <laughs> so um, I don't know any of the wrestlers out right now. Um, also, fun fact that I learned from the interview is that he is from D.C. So for all of y'all in the DMV area, he was a bouncer at a lot of the popular clubs in the city. Which is crazy because back in the day when I was clubbing hard, you knew the bouncers who worked the various clubs because you were a regular and you had them all in rotation. All right. So um, there are a whole bunch of people in the movie, but I'll tell you that um, besides David, Omari Hardrick is in the movie and it comes out on May 21st on Netflix. All right. Ooh, okay. So this is another movie I'm excited about. This one I'm the most invested in. So it's Kevin Hart's new movie called Fatherhood. Y'all, the trailer is out and I both laughed in my out loud voice and I got teary. It was so good. Oh my gosh. Um, I like Kevin Hart when he plays more serious roles. So like the upside, every time the upside is on TV, if I'm not doing shit, I'm watching it. It's a serious role, but it's still funny. So, actor Melody Heard is playing his daughter in the movie. And if you don't know who she is, she's a very precocious little girl. She's so cute. Little black girl. Um, natural hair. Um, she's currently starring in Amazon series Them. You know the one I couldn't watch because it was too much? She the little sister. Um, and another fun fact, she and her family are from Maryland um, they have since moved to Hollywood, but, <laughs> uh, she was also on a local news station, um, doing an interview and she said she missed Rita's and she me missed having crabs. Um, so I feel like everybody misses having blue crabs if you're from Maryland. Like that's your thing. If you're from the area, when you go other places, you'd be like, dang, y'all not just out here eating blue crabs like we do all the time. Anyway, um, the movie is hilarious. He is a single father and I cannot wait to watch it over and over and over again. It drops June 18th, which is Father's Day weekend. So you got a little over a month, but it is a must watch. All right, what else is going on? The Handmaid's Tales season four dropped some episodes. I don't watch, but a lot of my friends do and they are excited and appalled in all the little things that the handmade tale and its crazy ass show uh series gives you um what else is coming on lego masters so lego masters is returning now they this is season two they came out i think um i don't remember when they came out but we watched as a family um it comes on fox and they have what they have is teams of lego enthusiasts and they go head to head and compete right so each team is a team of two and you pick your partner 
Uh, matter of fact, again, everybody is tied to the DMV. Um, in the last season, I think it was two black guys that were for the DMV. You get all kind of people. You get old people, young people, men, women, all ethnicities. And they're competing with these like crazy ass challenges that require them to use Lego bricks. Um, Will Arnett <laughs> is the host <laughs> of the competition. He's really quirky and funny. And um, these people are all amateur builders, but they do some mind-blowing creations. So it's a good family-friendly show. If you have a kid that's into Legos or likes to build stuff, and more importantly, destroy stuff, they would love the show. So they do these massive-ass creations, and then they break them at the end, (laughs) which is fun to watch. Um, So it comes back June 1st. So good summer entertainment. And then there is um, Chris Rock and Sam Jackson have a new movie coming out. It's called Spiral. It's a very serious movie. It's a very serious role. It's a horror movie. (sighs) Y'all know I'm a big scaredy cat, right? Yet here we are. So it's from the Book of Saw. It's the ninth installment of the franchise. And the film follows an esteemed police veteran played by Samuel L. Jackson his son, Detective Ezekiel Banks, known as Zeke, who was played by Chris Rock, and Zeke's rookie partner, William Schink, um, played by some guy named Max that I never heard of. Um, and they're investigating a series of grisly murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly trapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. What the fuck does that even mean? Anyway, it was originally slated for a May 2020 release, but global pandemic. So we gonna get it. Um, It's coming out in theaters. It comes out tomorrow, I believe. So if you are into the theater situation, you could definitely check it out and report back. All right. Ooh, okay. So Crank Yankers came back. I feel like you have to be of a particular age to remember Crank Yankers. It's a foolish ass show with puppets and they like recreate like actual crank calls. They are so vulgar. They are so inappropriate. They're so funny. And they have celebrities and stuff who play these uh, characters. I think in the preview I saw Tracy Morgan was one of them, which is perfect for him. So it just came back May 5th. I have not watched yet. I want some to pile up so I could binge a couple episodes, but... It is good television. All right, what a, ooh, Tiffany Haddish. So, Tiffany Haddish is ready to be a mom. She willingly shared this information. Um, So, she's been taking parenting classes because she wants to adopt. So, her ideal kid is about seven years old, and she wants them to, (laughs) she wants a kid that's old enough to speak and to use the bathroom. And I feel her because you reach a whole new level in parenting when your child is of the age where they can wipe their own ass and they can communicate what is and is not wrong. Um, So I love that one because it's her life. It's her business. She could do what she wants to. But um, people usually want babies when it comes to adoption. And a lot of times the older kids are forgotten about. And so I think it's really nice that that is more of the area she's looking for. She ain't trying to be up all night long and be sleepless and deprived with a baby that's peeing and shitting all over the place. Um, 
<laughs> so if you don't know, um, Tiffany was in the foster care system. And so I'm sure this is part of the reason why adopting is near and dear to her. Um, she joked <laughs> that she might have kids in the world because she sold some of her eggs when she was young and in college because she needed the money. <laughs> oh, whatevs. Moving on. So uh, there is talk about the Golden Globe Awards. And all I heard was snoring sound effects as people continue to talk about this. So apparently the Golden Globes have been embroiled in this controversy. It's not controversy, but that's what they call it. Um, they have been investigated by um, the LA Times and they discovered that the group behind the Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, is whitewashed. And I just want to say that breaking news, water is wet and ice is cold. So um, now they got some other issues and troubling revelations. I think the group is like maybe 70 some people or 80 some people or whatever, but whatevs nobody's surprised so there have been boycott announcements from netflix amazon and warner media and obviously strong criticism from some other celebrities um scarlett johansson and um tom cruise tom cruise sent back his three golden globes <laughs> he was like here you go you can have this shit back um mark ruffalo who i loved in 13 going on 30 um and some others so for the first time the Golden Globes will not air on uh, NBC. Well, for the first time, they will not air since 1996. But typically, they air on NBC. And honestly, I don't think I give a shit. I don't. I'm not missing out on nothing. I don't care. Moving on. So, Nina Parker has dropped a plus-size line. Do y'all know who Nina Parker is? Um, she started out as like a local news person. Now she does a lot of um, entertainment, television, commentary. She'll work the red carpet. She's a black chick. She does a lot of the reunion. So if you watch any of the Love and Hip Hops, Nina is the one who is normally hosting the reunion shows. Well, she is making history today um, at with Macy's. She's the first black-owned plus-size clothing line with Macy's. So... Um, she is, like I said, exclusively at Macy's. And um, although I'm not plus size, obviously I can't shop. But um, but at the rate I'm going, whatever. Um, the items are super cute. Like I looked at them. Um, she's got 17 pieces and they range from size 16 wide to a 24 wide. And they are priced hella reasonable. The prices range from $39 to $129. And like I said, um, the items are cute. Like Nina Parker is young-ish. I believe she's probably younger than me. Um, bitch, I'm not old. Anyway, um, and so it has tank tops. She has dresses, like some denim, some bold prints, fun fabrics, some sequin. Everybody needs sequin. Um, really cute stuff. Very fashionable stuff. Classic pieces, yet also trendy enough to go with the times. Um so yeah, if you're interested, do check her out at Macy's stores and on Macy's.com. One of the things she shared was that her line is in prime space in the department stores. It's not like push back to the corner where you got to go looking for it. So I think that's really, really dope that she did that. All right. So another movie coming out that I'm invested in is called In the Heights. <sighs> 
everything about the previews just looks so fun and exciting to watch. So it's um, a story about a bodega owner who has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the Dominican Republic after inheriting his grandmother's fortune. It was uh, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda and maybe one other person. Um, And it's a story about New York's Washington Heights neighborhood. Uh, What else? What else? Oh, it stars Anthony Ramos, who was in Hamilton. And if you watch She's Gotta Have It, he was Mars. So he played Spike Lee's character from the movie. Um, so he's in it, who I love. And he's got a beautiful voice. I don't know if y'all listen to his music, but he's got his own music out. And then Dasha Polanco, who was from Orange is the New Black, is in it. And then, of course, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda and a whole rack of other people. Um, the only thing is, this is a fucking musical. I don't really love musicals a whole lot. I endure some. I love very few. By few, I mean three. Well, no, at four. I added a fourth one when um, the Christmas joint came out. Um, anyway, uh, it's a musical. <laughs> Despite all of that, I'm super excited about it. And it comes to theaters on June 11th and HBO Max. So HBO Max, that means you got 31 days to watch it free. And then you don't get to watch it no more. You got to go to the theaters only. All right. Last, but certainly uh, last, but certainly not least. Felicia Rashad has been all over the media. We love her. We always going to love us some Claire Huxtable. She is just the epitome of all the things. And she has taken on a new title of Dean of Howard University's College of Fine Arts, which they just recently reestablished or are currently reestablishing. So um, it's so fitting for her. So fitting for her. If you did not know, She graduated from Howard in 1970, magna cum laude, with a Bachelor's of Fine Arts. And if you ever heard um, Chadwick Boseman tell his story, he's also a Howard alum. And he talked about working with her in a program, Fine Arts, and um, how he needed some money. He and some others, they had a program and it would fund, you know, students to go on. And she was running it at the time and um, she called her friend because she needed him to donate so she could pay for these kids. And her friend was Denzel Washington. So we can thank Felicia Rashad and Denzel Washington for giving us uh, Chadwick Boseman on the big screen because they were instrumental in the process, which is really cool and such a full circle story. So that was a lot. I know, but the shit was good. Anyway, that's it for your pop culture update. Okay, so let's get into what Mimi is watching. Mimi has been watching a lot of stuff. So, let's see. In the last couple of weeks, Catfish returned. Babe and I still watch it. I don't know if anybody else watches it. (laughs) I feel like we're the only people. Obviously, we must not be because the show keeps getting renewed. So, somebody else is watching it. But, we keep coming back for more. People are still out here in these catfish streets, catfishing folk and falling for being catfished. My mind is blown that in 2021 on Al Gore's good internet, people are out here falling for the okie doke of 1996 when the internet was just new. How sway. Anyway, we've been watching it. They have been good episodes, but still, why are we here? Moving on. All rise. Y'all, 
All Rise has been spicy as hell the last few weeks. I don't know what is going on with these writers, but they have kept my mouth open. Uh, Lola's back in the courtroom. Ooh, y'all. So at first she had this old, no, the most recent episode. She had this old nasty white bitch. She was so fucking disrespectful. Like I wanted to jump through the screen and fight her myself. It was so disgusting disgusting how disrespectful she was now I will say Judge Lola Carmichael is really even kill but she got in her ass she got her ass all the way together in a very Lola way she ain't brash or no shit like that but she let a bitch know you will not disrespect me and I am in charge of the order in the court Now, on a previous episode, there was a black judge and that bitch was out of pocket, too. And as crazy as it was, first of all, she tried to pull a black card with Lola. Like, I thought you would understand since we're both black women, blah, blah, blah. She was guilty as hell. I was like, you did all of this, bitch, and you wrong? Listen, I don't know why the last few episodes have been hella spicy with some disrespectful ass women in her court, but um, they have been good. So Mark and his woman are getting on my nerves. So um, at this point, Amy's no longer calling the shots. So she got mad at him for kissing old girl. When she found out, she put him out and all this stuff. But this bitch got a whole ass husband, a whole ass husband she's married to that nobody knew about. So now she's in her feelings because Mark got her calming her tits and just sitting it out. And he don't really want to talk to her right now. And she act like she don't understand. Now, Mark was wrong for kissing a girl. But bitch, you got a whole husband. How can you go off on this man and you got what you got going on? It's a hot mess. I'm I'm over it. Um, but what I am here for is Luke and Emily. Oh, they trying to figure out this love thing and I am enjoying it. And then there's uh, Joaquin, who's like still in the mix. He's real dusty and he seems like a cool guy and all of that, but he ain't Luke. And so um, I'm rooting for Luke and I need Joaquin to step aside because he just like what they got don't match to what her and Luke got. And so he just needs to step aside and mind his business. So, um yeah all right then there's the godfather of harlem it's still good i'm still enjoying every single episode um this season we're seeing more of malcolm's wife betty um we hardly saw her in the first season you see like bits and pieces and i mean very small bits and pieces but now oh sis got something to say um it's a lot of drama going on with um it's a lot of drama going on with everybody, honestly. But with Malcolm and uh, what's his name? I can't think of that man's name. He was uh, Ruben in the series, the TV show, Amen. Um, I cannot think of, of his name. Um, I want to say his real name is Clifton. Is his real name Clifton? Why do I feel like his name is Clifton Davis? Anyway. He is in charge of the mosque and um, y'all, his name is Clifton Davis. He's in charge of the mosque um, that Malcolm goes to 
he's off the damn hook. Like he's really calm and even kill, but he is so nasty. And I was like, yo, is this what is going on? Like he means business. And um, Malcolm does what Malcolm wants to do and it don't fit. And so they about to put his ass out. Or I think honestly that they about to have him kill. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, I need to see more of Sam Christian, who is played by Method Man. I like seeing him on the screen a lot. Um, this silly ass white girl done gone and killed the guy that killed her boyfriend. Now they want the boyfriend's mom to leave town. And she was like, no, why am I being punished for the shit you did without me? I didn't ask you to do it. And now I'm supposed to pack up and leave. That's a whole ass mess. Um, so I will say that they are definitely keeping the same energy in season two that they brought with season one uh, with the Godfather of Harlem. So I am still sucked in every Sunday night. All right, 911. 911, I feel like has been extra good as of late. I generally enjoy them anyway, but we had a container episode with this white guy that kidnapped this black girl. And then he ran over Sue. Sue runs the call center, the 911 call center. That was a crazy ass episode. And then there was um, the Treasure Hut episode where this man faked his death and like sent the world on this wild goose chase looking for a fake buried treasure because he wanted for a good storybook ending. Well, spoiler alert, somebody killed his dumb ass. Um, oh, there was a mommy influencer episode, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> she was definitely a typical mommy influencer that you'd see on a gram and she was planning this birthday party for her kid, but it was like a little kid birthday party because she got everything comps under the guise of, you know, her sharing it with her followers and stuff. And, um, her kid was like, yeah, but I'm like five years too old for this thing. It was a hot ass mess. And so the mom ends up getting hurt at the party. Thus the call to 911. And her phone, of course, is inadvertently recording the whole episode. And now she's even more popular and her dream has been realized because she went viral. It's real stupid. It's real, real life. It's real current to what some of these mommy influencers and just regular influencers are doing. But 911 Lone Star, though, that shit there, that, I think that might be like my favorite on TV right now. Like the storylines, um... Grace is out of the hospital. She's recovering from her accident. There was this funny scene where she decided she was going to go grocery shopping for herself and she dropped her keys. And because she's all bandaged up and wrapped up and braced up, she couldn't reach for them. So she was stuck in her backseat, y'all, trying to put her groceries away. And she ended up having to call somebody for help. Um, And so this white lady is like parked next to her and she sees her. You know, and she's kind of like, are you okay? I hope everything is okay. Your ice cream is melting. (laughs) So Grace starts eating ice cream out of the container. She ends up calling somebody for help. Um, But it was a hilarious episode. And true to form, a lot of times as women, we keep going. Even like when we down and out, even when we need to rest our body, we're like, no, I got it. I don't need no help. I don't want no help. We don't ask for help. We don't receive the help. And then you end up stranded in your backseat eating some melted ice cream, waiting for somebody to come rescue you. Um, But the last, okay, so the last episode, no, I think it's been about two episodes, maybe even three about this whole fire thing. All that shit came to a head in the most recent episode. And my mind was blown Really, really good writing. 
I'm still holding my mule to see what's going to happen next. Definitely on pins and needles. And um, yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you if you're still watching, but it has been incredibly good. All right, moving on to the resident. It's still not the same with me and Okafor gone. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you that. I miss her. I miss her. So Dr. Austin's mom who had cancer, she's doing well. She was cleared. And then I think she ended up back in the ER. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Um, and then the show seems to be focusing on Dr. Pravesh and Dr. Davey, who is new. They are super cute together, though. I'm not even going to lie. They are so freaking cute together. Um, so... They were matched by this matchmaker. Um, and at first, Dr. Pravesh kind of seemed hesitant. But now as they're working and getting to know each other, I think they real sweet on each other. And I like it. So we got to see how far this is going to go. And then I'm also loving. So we got to meet Bell's stepson when he, you know, decided he was going to get back in his life. He's a grown ass man. And um, they have been sharing his story a lot and kind of building, building out his story and um, and his husband's. So um, they had been on this journey to become parents and then it took this real crazy ass turn and they were supposed to get a kid and then the people backed out and then they ended up with this little girl who this uh she's a, a little asian girl and his stepson is asian and his husband is white and this white couple um had just adopted her until they but then they found out she had all these medical issues y'all they wanted to return her ass where they got her because they were like oh we didn't sign up for all this medical stuff what the fuck like Yes, you adopted her, but if you had birthed her, you don't just get to shove her ass back up in the hole because she got all these medical stuff you didn't sign up for. Like, it was crazy. But Belle's son and his husband are adopting her, and they speak the same language, um, in which her parents did not know. It's just really sweet, but she does have a lot of medical drama. So we are, like, biting our fingernails trying to see if she going to pull through so they can have this storybook ending. Like, what's going to happen? I don't know. All right, um, then there's Dr. Kit. Kit is so badass. She's still running a hospital and um, in her most badass of ways, and she is giving these men her ass to kiss. Um, Nick and Conrad are gearing up to become parents. <laughs> they had this really cute baby shower episode, which was hilarious. Her, um, Their dads were heavy in on the planning and the work, and it was just so funny to see these doting grandfathers try and decorate a damn baby shower it was cute though i will say they did a good job and then we have her friend billy who came back billy got a lot of shit with her um i don't know if we needed her as an addition to the show i don't feel like we did but i guess we'll have to see some more but the biggest thing around the resident is they've had this recurring storyline for about the last four or five episodes around a patient named rose and rose has sickle cell so um, Rose's story comes to a head in episode 12. The title is called Hope in the Unseen. And they put her in a sickle cell clinical trial and they cure her with this some sort of gene therapy. And if you don't know about sickle cell, it is predominantly um, in the black community. Um, others can get it. However, we are 
the largest group of people that do. And so in real life, we don't have a real cure for sickle cell. Uh, my great niece has um, the most severe type of sickle cell and it's very painful. It can be debilitating and it's a lot of varying things that comes with it. Um, to date though, in real life, there has only been one cure for sickle cell. And um, so, okay, in order to cure it, you need a stem cell transplant. And that's been, you know, the only cure for sickle cell disease. And the cure has been performed once successfully um, in 1983. And it was a St. Jude patient. Um, So before the episode, I knew this. Y'all know that St. Jude is near and dear to my heart and I work with them. Um, So I did know they cured sickle cell in this black young lady. And um, she had leukemia and sickle cell disease. She received a bone marrow transplant. And then the procedure cured both of the diseases. Here's the thing, though. Um, It's very painful. It's very complicated to do. So during a transplant, the patient's bone marrow is replaced with marrow from a person who does not have sickle cell disease. Um, The transplanted cells have to grow into healthy blood cells. And even though bone marrow transplant is the cure for sickle cell disease, um, it's, it's very limited because it's so hard to find a matching donor. Like, it's so hard. They do have registries where if you want to be a donor, you can sign up and donate bone marrow. And they'll let you know, you know, if you're ever a match for someone. But um, it's a complicated process in and of itself. It's a complicated procedure. And then finding a match complicates it even further. Here's what I do like. I like that the show is talking about it. I like that they are sharing it because... You still have a lot of doctors who have no idea how to treat sickle cell. And they're doing a shitty job at it because they don't know. Um, On top of childhood cancer, certain childhood cancers that St. Jude researches, sickle cell is um, a disease that they also uh, research. So hopefully you never need them. But if you do, you definitely could reach out to St. Jude regarding um, a sickle cell child Uh, they cover your expenses, they cover your treatment, they cover your stay. Um, The only thing you have to worry about is making sure your baby is good. All right, so um, I told y'all that I sat around um, and watched TV. Actually, wait, no, I did sit around and watch TV for Mother's Day, but let's, no, let's talk about it. So one of the movies I watched is called Monster, and it's a movie on Netflix it came back out again, but it originally came out, I think, in 2018. Um, it stars Jennifer Hudson, Jeffrey Wright, and Kelvin Harrison Jr. So Kelvin is in the high note, if you've seen it. And then ASAP Rocky is in it. And then John David Washington. So um, Kelvin is the star of the movie. And he plays a character named Steve Harmon. And he's a 17-year-old honor student whose world comes crashing down when he's charged with felony murder. Um, And then he faces a a very complex legal battle um, that could leave him spending the rest of his life in prison. It was a very good movie. Babe and I watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. So do check it out. It is on the Netflix. And what else did I watch? Oh, Black Ink. Black Ink New York is back. Y'all. They fired Walter because he was stealing. He was like altering prices on tattoos because he needed money. And he stole 
money from the register. He said like he was just kind of like going to borrow it without asking and then put it back when he could. But they found out before all that shit went down. It's a whole ass hot mess. And I like Walter. Walter is so damn funny, but he seems to just perpetually just not be able to get right. And I don't understand that. Um, Everything else is the same old typical black ink shit. So I watched, what else did I watch? I watched some Uncensored. Um, I'm trying to remember who. Oh, Lisa Leslie was on there. And I knew some about Lisa Leslie, but not a lot. It was nice to hear her story. Um, she shared a lot of Kobe. So I didn't know she was like a big sister, like mentor type to Kobe um, when he came to LA to play ball. Obviously, she played ball. And so that was a thing they had in common and stuff like that. Um, and it was just really nice to just hear her share that part. Um, and then there was Marsha Ambrosia. She is a potty mouth and I had no idea, but I love listening to her journey. It was crazy. So she toured Europe playing basketball and then she came to the U.S. to play because Georgia Tech wanted her to play for them. I had no idea, idea, <laughs> no R, that she was a basketball star. I would not have guessed that. Um, so while playing basketball, she rolled her ankle. She said she heard a crunch and then she was out for a season. So, um, as she was recovering from the torn ligament, she began writing music and music became her plan B, her plan B. Damn, that's a hell of a plan B. Let me just tell you. So she also shared the details of working with um, Michael Jackson and death row. And I just had no idea she was so connected to so many people, um, until I was listening to her share the stories. Now I knew, Michael Jackson because butterflies but I didn't know about the death row and all the other people um, but she's my kind of people I like her a lot she even talked about the flower tree piece and what went uh what went wrong so to speak why they broke up how they got the name like all of that stuff it was a really really good episode um and then there was Jaleel White ooh his was so good. He talked about how he wasn't welcome to the cast in the beginning and how Darius and Kelly and Jamie, the kids on the show, had issues with him. And he was honest, very honest, which I appreciated. And he said it wasn't that they necessarily had beef. He believed that their behaviors changed towards him based on what they heard the adults saying about him. Now, the show was a spinoff from Perfect Strangers and it's Harriet was on Perfect Strangers and then they brought in Reggie who is Carl because he was fresh off I think like a diehard movie and so he he Jaleel White believes that they told Harriet the show was about her they told Carl he was the star of the show and then there was um uh Rachel who was the aunt and they believe they told her she was the star of the show, too, because she was a star. You know, she had been on Give Me a Break and she had um, the most receipts out of everybody in the cast at that time. And then all of a sudden they bring in this Jaleel White as Steve Urkel. And he was only supposed to be in a couple episodes. Then they make him a regular and he suddenly becomes the star of the show. So they felt a way about it. Um, he. He did say, you know, that he and Kelly and Darius and Jamie, like they got past it and they were able to become um, like brothers and sisters the way that we probably imagine that they had 
been all this time. He did say they did eventually give um, get that get to that place. And then he gave credit to Reggie um, for kind of fostering a more close knit environment and stuff on set. And so it was just really entertaining to listen to his story. Um, he started commercials at the age of three because he could read. And here's what I didn't know. So he started out doing some Kellogg commercials and then he was a Toys R Us kid, which every kid back in the day wanted to be a Toys R Us kid. And he actually was. That was fascinating piece of information. Um, and then there was Unsung. So Bobby V, formerly Bobby Valentine, Valen, Valentine, <laughs> Valentino. Um, so here's what I didn't know. I never knew much about Bobby Valentino. And I didn't know why people liked him so much because I didn't think he was that popular. And in watching, I realized that he was a part of the group Mista, which I totally did not know. But I love Blackberry Molasses. That used to be my jam. So it makes sense to me now. He is all things ATL. And that also explains why he was on the soundtrack for the movie ATL because they used Atlanta artists. It's all coming together now because Blackberry Molasses was on the soundtrack. Um, Yeah, his story and journey was real interesting. He talked about why he switched to Bobby V because he was sued by someone else using going by the name Bobby Valentino in a whole nother country. Like at first they had agreed they would both ex- coexist. And then I think Bobby V said that his label like fucked up and published some music or something. And then that man came for him, like sued him. One got money from all his previous earnings he had earned under that name and any future ones. And I was like, damn, you need to know who you are and who other people are when you start moving and shaking and creating a moniker for yourself or, you know, a brand name because people will sue the shit out of you. Um, and then there was Selena Johnson. Uh, I didn't know much of anything about her story. Uh, did not know she was from Chicago. Definitely didn't know that R. Kelly was a huge part of her career. And um, the fact that she's from Chicago, like that makes sense. And I get it. Um, she was also, I think her big break was with Kanye. She's the voice on um, All Falls Down. And obviously another Chicago connection. Um, what else was there? I think that was about it. She talked about her family, but she doesn't talk about Chad Ochocinco, who is her father. They share the same dad. Their dad is mean as shit. <laughs> he is so mean. All right, moving on. So then there was Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy. Let's start with Station 19. So the last episode focused on Dean and Ben, and they're like floating around in a goddamn ocean. The ocean part was so obnoxious for me. I don't like... I don't like those kind of scenes. They're just, they just aren't believable to me. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm irritated. And I'm like, this is so fake. <laughs> This is so fake. Like, you're not going to fall overboard and people not see you and you just floating out the sea and shit like that. Like, that's just not believable to me. Even though I know that there are some similar real life stories, I just don't buy what they're selling. Anyway, uh, what I will say is the individual stories that they shared about Dean and then about Ben were really, really good. So the parents of Dean's baby mama mysteriously show up at his door. Now, they're Asian, and they feel bad that their daughter is a deadbeat, and they want to be in the baby's life. The baby's name is Prue, and they want to have an active role in Prue's life. 
So before they came to Dean's house, they reached out to Dean's parents and invited them to come to his house to meet them as well. Dean doesn't have the best relationship with his mother. And that episode reminded me why. Um, So everybody came together, obviously, except the baby mama. And I guess she's somewhere living her best life. And it was very interesting and weird. And I don't know how this is going to go. And then there's Ben, who's married to Miranda from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Ben has cancer, y'all. So they shared that in the episode. And um, he and Dean made this pact while they floating around in a goddamn ocean that if something happened to them, they would take care of one another's kids and all this other stuff. It was a very sweet male bonding moment, but that whole going overboard shit I could have done without. So um, fun fact, I just found out that Jesse Williams aka Jackson Avery from Grey's Anatomy, writes some episodes for Station 19. I did not know that. All right, so let's keep it going with Grey's Anatomy. Another one bites the dust. So last week's episode, we saw Jackson go see his dad again, seeking more clarity. He got questions because his dad was like, I'm not going to raise you. And so he wanted to know more of the why and stuff like that. So this is the second time This is only the second time I think he's ever met his dad. So then he went to see April, who we had not seen on Grey's Anatomy in years. And he proposes this plan that he had for her and her husband and their daughter. So she and Jackson have a daughter named Harriet. And uh, in that process, he found out that her marriage fell apart and they ain't together and everything. So Jackson's character wants to move to Boston to do his life's work, obviously beyond just being a surgeon that he is. And um, this is so absurd. He came to her house because he wants her and her then husband that he thought she had to uproot their lives and move to Boston so that he don't have to be far from his daughter. Now, I will say he sweetened the pot and was like, y'all would have great jobs in the fields that you're in and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But the audacity to ask that of her just blew my mind. It just it just blew my mind. Now, now that we know that her marriage is no more, she was like, yeah, we'll do it. Well, sis, get your money. Anyway, um, we didn't get an episode this week. Um, and next week concludes Jackson's leaving. So he is leaving the show in real life. So after 12 years, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. Jackson Avery, is leaving Grey's Anatomy. He posted on his Instagram, like, his thoughts and feelings. And as I was reading it, it sounds like to me he wants to do more producing. So his final episode airs next week ahead of the season finale. And I think he's smart to get out because the show is a sinking ass ship as far as I'm concerned. I told y'all in the last few weeks, um, I just was not feeling it and all this other stuff. And yeah, uh, kudos to him. Apparently, though, this was some time in the making because in 2019, when he re-signed his contract, he asked them to scale back his role. So I will say at the time he was preparing for a Broadway debut and that was delayed because of the pandemic. But um, yeah. He is doing the thing and great. You know why? Because Grey's Anatomy is a fucking sinking ship. Throw that shit overboard. Throw the whole ep. Anyway. All right. Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, the three-part reunion. It was lame. It was stupid. It was non-productive. Kenya's a cunt and Marlo should grow up. The end. Okay. So I told you I watched um, Monster. 
um, on uh, Mother's Day. So I also watched two other movies. Wonder was one of them. Wonder is an old movie. It came out in 2017. And um, I remember all the press about it, but I just didn't watch it. And it happened to be on TV while I was cooking Mother's Day. And I was like, sucked in. So I sat down and watched. Why? Because it was my day and I could do what I want to. That's my business. So the movie Wonder is about a boy who was born with facial differences. And up till now, like they had kept him at home. He did not go to regular school or anything. And the character's name is Augie. And so his mother puts him in school. And in fifth grade, no less. And his classmates are dicks. Why? Because children are terrible, terrible people. Um... (laughs) (laughs) but it's a cute story you want to punch people in there you want to hug people they might even make you teary-eyed um it was very very good um I started taking out Nori's hair towards the end and she had gotten sucked in so she was watching it with me and so she says she was like mom I think um I almost cried at the end of the movie. And I was like, I know my girl. Like, it was so emotional. I told her, I was like, my eyes were getting teary too. (laughs) So foolish. Here's the thing though. The part that we were all in our feelings about, it wasn't a sad part. Like, it wasn't sad. (laughs) But it was like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Like, I don't know. Like I said, it was a good movie. It stars Julia Roberts and uh, Owen Wilson. So if you've not seen it, do check it out. It's a really good movie. And it's a family-friendly movie. Kids can definitely watch. And then Babe and I watched um, Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) Me and Babe watched Babe. So (laughs) he is in uh, Tom Clancy's new movie, Without Remorse, which is an Amazon movie. Y'all, it was good. It was so good. Um, So in the movie, he's seeking justice for the murder of his pregnant wife. Um, He is uh, an elite Navy SEAL and uncovers like this covert plot that threatens to engulf the United States and Russia in an all out war. Life life imitating art or art imitating life. Who knows? Uh, The movie was good. It was so good. So it stars Michael B. Jordan and then, um, oh, shoot. Oh, uh, Lauren London plays his wife in the movie. Um, obviously, you don't see her a whole lot. But um, she was in the movie. And then, um, what's the girl's name? The girl from uh, Queen and Slim, Jodie Turner. She got another name. What's her name? Jodie Turner-Smith. So she was the queen and queen of slim. Um, she's so badass in this movie. So badass in this movie. Like it was a really good movie. Um, it's filled with action. So if you like that kind, if you like Michael B. Jordan, then watch it. Um, yeah. So that day, Mother's Day, I watched <laughs> watched three movies. Uh, and I enjoyed them all. So last but not least, um, Rebel is still coming on. And um, it is crazy as ever. The storylines are just as foolish. And so are Rebels Habits. And I am enjoying the shit out of them. <laughs> like, I'm so enjoying it. There is um, it's some shady shit going on behind the scenes. And I'm waiting to see how all of that shit's going to play out. But 
it is still a very good show, I must say. If you haven't watched it, it's a new show. It's only in season one. You got time to get caught up. All right, so this week I got some exciting news by way of Instagram. A young lady by the name of Iman N. Milner tagged me in a post. And I was like, the name wasn't familiar to me, uh, you know, so I I went to see what the post was about. And y'all, your girl was featured and Iman was sharing the article. So I, along with some other dope ladies, were featured in uh, 2190's post about the headline is called She's a Bad Mama Jamma 10 Mompreneurs. <laughs> Woo! It's a really, really um, dope list of women, of black women. It was written by Iman. And um, so remember earlier, I was like, oh, um, I was like struggling. Like, should I keep going? Is this where I belong? Like, these are the kind of things that pop up because to my knowledge, the podcast has never been featured. Um, And so until now, (laughs) check. Um, So it is a dope list of uh, black women, like I said, that also include myself. And... um, Uh, When she tagged me, I, you know, I shared it and I went and looked at it and I was like, oh, that's dope. And I thanked her and she said that she listens to uh, my podcast and that she enjoys it. So shout out to you, Iman. Thank you for listening and thank you for thinking of me to include me in this dope ass list. Um, See, you just need reasons to keep going, y'all. I just tell you. Um, Sometimes you got to ask and then you receive and you'll get your answers in a variety of ways. So it says Mimi Robinson, media correspondent, is always doling out fun girl talk on her podcast, Mimi Said What, on various topics ranging from childhood trauma to recapping her favorite new shows. Her her authentic and carefree style combined with her transparency always makes for a fun listen, but she's also great at building an authentic following. Y'all, I wish you could see me right now. I wish you could see how I was acting. (laughs) No, for real, though, I am honored to be featured. And um, she used a dope picture of me and some J's in my (laughs) different world giver hall crop top. So, um, yeah, I'm going to tag the article in the description so you could just, you know, read what I just read to you. But then also to check out some of these other bad mamma jammas. Um, We all out here just trying to be dope ass black women. And so... Um, you might get a chance to check out somebody else that you're not familiar with and show them a little love too. So that is it, y'all. Mimi and Mimi Said What have officially been featured. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. Thank you for listening, for subscribing, for sharing, for featuring, liking, and reviewing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You are appreciated. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties.